0: Chapter Two of Pollyanna by Eleanor H. Porter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two Old Tom and Nancy. In the little attic room, Nancy swept and scrubbed vigorously, paying particular attention to the corners. There were times, indeed, when the vigor she put into her work was more of a relief to her feelings than it was in order to efface dirt nancy in spite of her frightened submission to her mistress was no saint i just wish i could dig out the corners of her soul she muttered jerkily punctuating her words with murderous jabs of her pointed cleaning stick there's plenty of em needs cleaning out all right all right the idea of sticking that blessed child way off up here in this hot little room with no fire in the winter, too—and all this big house to pick from and choose from—unnecessary children, indeed! Hmph!" snapped Nancy, wringing her rag so hard her fingers ached from the strain. I guess it ain't children what is most unnecessary just now, just now. For some time she worked in silence. Then her task finished. She looked about the bare little room in plain disgust. "'Well, it's done my part anyhow,' she sighed. "'There ain't no dirt here, and there's mighty little else. Poor little soul! "'Pretty place this is, to put a homesick, lonesome child into!' She finished going out and closing the door with a bang. "'Oh!' she ejaculated, biting her lip, then doggedly. "'Well, I don't care. I hope she did hear the bang. I do, I do!' In the garden that afternoon, Nancy found a few minutes in which to interview old Tom, who had pulled the weeds and shoveled the paths about the place for uncounted years. "'Mr. Tom,' began Nancy, throwing a quick glance over her shoulder to make sure she was unobserved, "'did you know a little girl was coming here to live with Miss Polly?' "'A what?' demanded the old man, straightening his bent back with difficulty. "'A little girl.' To live with Miss Polly? Go on with your joking," scoffed unbelieving Tom. "Why don't you tell me the sun isn't going to set in the east tomorrow?" But it's true. She told me so herself," maintained Nancy. "It's her niece, and she's eleven years old." The man's jaw fell. "Sho, sure, I wonder now," he muttered. Then a tender light came into his faded eyes. "It ain't, but it must be." Miss Jenny's little gal. There wasn't none of the rest of em married. Why, Nancy, it must be Miss Jenny's little gal. Glory it be the praise to think of my old eyes as seeing this." Who is Miss Jenny? She was an angel straight out of heaven, breathed the man fervently. But the old master and missus knew her as their oldest daughter. She was twenty when she married and went away from here long years ago. A baby's all died, I hear, except the last one, and that must be the one wot's a comin'. She's eleven years old, yes, yeah, she might be. Nodded the old man, and she's going to sleep in the attic. More shame to her! Scolded Nancy with another glance over her shoulder toward the house behind her. Old Tom frowned. The next moment, a curious smile curved his lips. I'm a wonderin' what Miss Polly will do with the child in the house. He said, "'Well, I'm a-wondering what a child will do with Miss Polly in the house,' snapped Nancy. The old man laughed. "'I'm afraid you ain't fond of Miss Polly,' he grinned. "'As if anybody could be fond of her,' scorned Nancy. Old Tom smiled oddly. He stooped and began to work again. "'I guess maybe you didn't know about Miss Polly's love affair,' he said slowly. "'Love affair? Her?' no and i guess nobody else didn't neither oh yes they did nodded the old man and the feller's livin today right in this town too who is he i ain't a tellin that it ain't fit that i should the old man drew himself erect in his dim blue eyes as he faced the house there was the loyal servant's honest pride in the family he had served and loved for long years but it don't seem possible "'Her and a lover?' still maintained Nancy. Old Tom shook his head. "'You didn't know Miss Polly as I did,' he argued. "'She used to be real handsome, and she would be now if she'd let herself be—' "'Handsome? Miss Polly? "'Yes, if she'd just let that tight hair of hern all loose and careless-like, as it used to be, and wear the sort of bonnets with posies in them.' and a kind of dresses all lace and white things. You'd see she'd be handsome. Miss Polly ain't old, Nancy." "'Ain't she, though?' "'Well, then, she's got an awful good imitation of it. She has—she has,' sniffed Nancy. "'Yes, I know. It begun, then, at the time of the trouble with her lover,' nodded old Tom. "'And it seems as if she's been feedin' on wormwood and thistles ever since. She's that bitter and prickly to deal with. I should say she was, declared Nancy indignantly. There's no pleasing her no-how, no matter how you try. I wouldn't stay if twasn't for the wages and the folks at home what's needin' em. But some day, some day I shall just bile over, and when I do, of course, it'll be good-bye Nancy for me, it will, it will. Old Tom shook his head. I know, I felt it. It's natural, but tain't best, child, tain't best. Take my word for it, tain't best. And again he bent his old head to the work before him. Nancy, called a sharp voice. Yes, ma'am, stammered Nancy, and hurried toward the house. End of chapter 2